0: It's the Trains Plus cast for the 6th of April 2019. Hello from Shenzhen Futian Railway Station, 200 metres away. I'm David Feng. 200 metres away, like I said, from one of China's largest underground stations, underground metro and national high speed railway, and one of the easiest places. To completely lose yourself in and by that I mean not merely in terms of awesomeness but also in terms of awfulness because the hotel I happen to be finding myself right now is like I said 200 meters away when I came here for the first time in January 2018 it took me forever Google Maps or Apple Maps said that the hotel was right next to exit a uh, rather exit 8 if I remember that right and um, It really took me half an hour to find where on earth the thing was. Turns out exit 8 was not even opened back then. And um, do you know how I managed to finish the whole thing off? Simply took a taxi. So when I came this time, I headed straight for the taxi rank. The cabbie's like, "Your hotel's 200 meters away. And I'm like, you know what? Last time, I spent half an hour looking for the thing. I'm going to take the easy way out. So in case you're listening and you're in the signage or design business, Please do stations with all exits built and opened, and please do something about the signage. There are more dummies travelling on the rails than you might think could be the case. Let's take a look, though, at at the news that made headlines this past week. It's incredible how some things are released on the first of April, which uh, appear to be an April Fool's joke um, or something like that, and yet is incredibly real. That was the case for Gmail, and is also the case for the g Metro. The G9 Metro, by the way, does not start with the letter G, despite it sounding the same as Gmail, g Gmail, G9 Metro, Gmail. Yes, you get the idea. J-I-N-A-N is uh, the city of uh, G9 what it's written as in the Latin alphabet, or as I call it, the ASCII characters. Anyway, the new Line 1, or rather, to be more detailed, the new Line R1 has been on operation. Well, it's been opened to the public using special trial ride tickets as early as the first day of 2019. But on the 1st of April 2019, it opened for real to the rest of us. And yes, that means g West Railway Station finally has a uh, metro connection, although this being the 1st of April, Poisson d'Avril... It's a bit of a joke if you're going to be taking the 1, 2, or the R1 rather, to central Jinan, it's as as in fact this one curves off to the southwest. The stations are Fang Te, with a further extension further north, then the very familiar Jinan West Railway Station, followed by Da Wangfuzhuang, Wang Fu Zhuang, Wang Fu he, Zhao Ying, as well as Ziwei Road, University City, Jinan Garden Expo Park, Inno Valley, and Gong Yan Yuan, so these are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 stations, of which at least 1, 2, 3, 4 of them are interchanges, Fangte an interchange with the future line 6, Jinan West, a future interchange with the future metro line 1, Da Yang, a future interchange with metro line 3, and Wang Fu Zhuang with line R2. So uh, it's been built for the future, it's also being built in a city which has a, has really like an April fall thing to it when it comes to metros, because um, for a long time, Jinan, known as Spring City for all the springs around the uh, city, spring water, stuff like that, lots of people like, this is not a good place to build a tube system. You're going to end up messing with the city's, you know, uh, spring water system. It's going to be a horrendous disaster. So the idea was in central Jinan, this would be above ground so um, it might look slightly ugly then again it might not because we don't have a line in central g9 yet but the spring water itself would be saved on the outskirts, it might be underground or above ground or a combination of the two but the core element here is a central part in g9 is going to be obviously saved it's saved you know saving the uh, spring water not going to be underground or above ground 24th metro system on The mainland of China, not including places like, say, Hong Kong and other destinations. And, um, of course, it's uh, something that has certainly captured my attention to the system, is how closely similar it is to the Shanghai system, based on the pictures I've seen on the web. I know I shouldn't be doing this podcast without taking a look at the G9 Metro. So I guess I might just try that for the future edition. A test drive of the new G9 Metro system. Plenty more coming. Line M1 or Metro Line 1 will actually bring you to Central Jinan and Metro Line 3 is expected to connect it to the new Jinan East Railway Station which is even larger than Jinan West. So uh, Jinan, congratulations on your new Metro system and uh, finally that means all the provincial capitals on the Beijing-Shanghai High Speed Railway Line have a Metro connection Beijing to Lines 4 and 14 at Beijing South, Tianjin to Line 3 at uh, Tianjin South, or Lines 1 or 6 at Tianjin West for the uh, spur connection to Central Tianjin, which will also include Lines 2, 3 and 9 for Central Tianjin's main station. The uh, city of Jin are now including the new R1, and of course the next provincial capital Nanjing now has Lines 1, 3, S1. S3, that's a huge connection hub. And Shanghai Hongzhi, not to be outdone, it has connections to Metro Lines 2, 10, and 7. Wuxi East has a connection to Metro 2. And Suzhou North has a Metro Line to connection. So, um, farewell, long taxi queues. Although, if you're travelling with, like, hundreds of, uh, you know, dozens, hundreds, thousands, even millions, maybe, of baggage, of items of baggage, maybe you will need a taxi but for those of us on a day trip from Beijing to Shanghai then back obviously it makes sense take the 0700 departure get to Shanghai by noontime take the metro get the 1900 departure get back to Beijing by midnight it's all metro so no more super long taxi queues hopefully So, continuing on with this whole Poisson d'Avril thing and I believe we're on to something quite new and uh, if the face ID would actually recognize my face with me holding a microphone on it, thank you. We are taking a look at a new bit of terminology for Northern China and for all the China watchers in the know you know what Jing Jing means, that's uh, the abbreviations of the um, Chinese capital Beijing and the municipality next to it Tianjin. But what would, you know, what what would Jing Jing Xiong be? And what is this Xiong thing? You know, in Chinese Xiong means bear, so are we getting a new megazoo? Well, uh, close. That's another April Fool's thing. On the 1st of April 2017, the Chinese central government announced, out of a blue, the Xiongan New Area. That's right, depending on where you define it to be, whether it be the northernmost perimeter, the southernmost boundary, the death centre, it's along the, um, it's around 60, 70 miles due south of uh, central Beijing, uh, maybe slightly bit further south, and it's the um, amalgamation of three, basically until then rather random counties, Anxing, Xiongxian and Rongcheng. So these were the three, th- these were the three rather uh, counties that got amalgamated into this new Xiongan New Area. Um, Two years ago, most of us were thinking well was Beijing pulling on left?" these days, two years onwards. No one's really laughing anymore. That's because they've come with lots of transport solutions. They are building a new line from Beijing via Daxing International Airport which will be reality in September 2019. Continuing continuing rather further south towards Xiong'an. Probably central Xiong'an as well. Although on the map it looks like more rather eastern Xiong'an. And in that line, We'll also see another connection from Beijing, this one bypassing the new airport, and the lines will then continue further down towards central southern China. All the way to Hong Kong, by the way, which is a massive new line. So, Xiong'an is also going to get a new connection from Xiong'an itself to uh, Tianjin, and that too will go via um, Tianjin. I would be looking at um, more southerly Tianjin, if I wasn't mistaken, but it would end up by the seaside in Binhai. And uh, that too, oh, by the way, Tianjin is getting a new line out from central Tianjin to Tangzhou, Because there are two bits of the Beijing-Shanghai high-speed railway line which seem to take forever to travel between Tianjin South and Tangzhou West, and from Tangzhou West to Duzhou East. So lots of people are like, there's a huge, there's like about 50, 60 miles of nothingness. So we need like an inter-city solution anyway. So Tianjin is getting a few new high-speed lines as if the current ones weren't enough, there is also another line, where, when, I, when I use the word cricket I mean falls of turns, uh, full of turns, nicks, bends and stuff like that, and that is exactly how you describe a new intercity line from Beijing to Tianjin. This one goes further north or east of the current line, it starts in Tongzhou, not at Beijing south, it then winds itself through this bit of present-day Hebei which is sandwiched between Beijing and Tianjin, and then it goes to a district further east of the current day Wuching district, which is what the current Beijing to Tianjin is, intercity line has as its sole intermediate station. This one takes the route via Baodi. It then also goes via Tianjin Airport or Binhai International Airport, as is the case with the current present day intercity route from Beijing to Tianjin. There's going to be a new spur line off there. And then both end up at Binhai, which is pretty much the end of the route. Because it's pretty much the seaside, unless you proceed further northeast towards northeastern China. Plenty of new routes as well. There's also um, some other people are also saying we could extend this line. So either we extend it or we give it a new branch so it goes actually towards Tangshan, or we do a second line which does indeed go towards Tangshan. Because right now Beijing to Tangshan uses the conventional old direct railway line without passing through Tianjin. You could pass through Tianjin, you'd lose a few more minutes because it's a high-speed line. But for the direct line right now it's classic only, even though they use higher speed trains. Anyway, a look at Beijing, Tianjin, and increasingly the strategically important part of northern China known as Xiongan New Area, the Beijing to Tianjin second high-speed railway line, which is the one that goes via Hebei and Baoji. We had been thinking about this as early as a few years back. Works were expected to start in 2016. It didn't happen. It's slowly going to happen now. It's no longer the breakneck speed we had around the Summer Olympics in 2008. But at least I can take consolation of the fact that people are still, are still building something here in northern China. So, really, never really a boring or dull moment. China is a massive country, and uh, these days, being the second largest economy, it's uh, close to impossible to ignore it for even an at second, maybe. So, the next one will be China related somehow, but also very Swiss related. And the reason I'm doing this is uh, the reason I'm describing it as such is because I'm referring to the mobile payment system called Twint. Twint is not a Chinese system. But it is a system, which there is compatibility. Well, according to the German Wikipedia, this whole twin thing seems to be um, acceptable uh, for Alipay and WeChat Pay. This is what it says on the German Wikipedia: Damit Alipay und WeChat Pay auch in der Schweiz akzeptiert werden kann, wurden die QR-Codes untereinander kompatibel gemacht. Well, first of all, what on earth is TWINT? Well, if you've, if you've ever used WeChat Pay or Alipay. You basically pay with your mobile phone only. Now, with Twint, it's slightly different. Um, I believe I've never tried Twint out before, but if I'm hearing it from the correct sources, there's also um, sort of like Bluetooth beaconing, but uh, you can also pay, of course, via uh, QR codes, which is what you pay in China anyway, via WeChat Pay and Alipay. These days, you go to the uh, railway station and you can actually buy your tickets using the machine, the machine just, you know, spits out a QR code at you, you scan that with your mobile device, and um, you just may pay by that. And it looks like, unless I am horrifically mistaken, or just simply ignorant, because I've been unfortunate never to have used Twint before, being a Swiss expat in Beijing, um, that Twint is pretty much the same thing. You scan a QR code, and you pay using your mobile device. Now, what is all this mess about, Uh, or rather this fuss about Twint? That's because the Swiss Federal Railways are finally accepting TWINT. That's right, you can finally now pay your railway tickets in Switzerland using TWINT. As if TWINT was the sole option, there are also the usual suspects, Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Diners Card, and, um, or rather Diners Club, and Post Finance Card, which is the Swiss Post, its banking system, and its bank or post bank card. Of course, the other options are, of course, My one Reca, which are local uh, methods of payment, and the Monatsrechnung, which is the very traditional uh, monthly um, payment slip that you get. Payment slips in Switzerland are also getting digital or uh, getting digitized, but for now they're still the very 20th century classics. There is a uh, big part on the right-hand side, And a semi-perforated, smaller part on the left-hand side, the right-hand side is what actually goes to the uh, uh, payment receiver, basically, or the post office. They receive that, and then they keep it for their records. The uh, mini snippet you get, or the stub you get on the left-hand side, is for your records only. That part doesn't look very big, it's like credit card size and stuff like that. Switzerland is finally using Twint, which is accepted in Switzerland only, it seems. Uh, And the reason why I'm saying I've been unfortunate not to actually um, try out Twint is uh, because, simply, I uh, I live outside Switzerland and I found out the hard way that unless you live in Switzerland or in the neighboring countries like, say, Liechtenstein, France or Germany, you cannot sign up for Twint. That's right. No matter what happens, you cannot sign up for twins. Ah, not very good. But then again, I've got other ways to pay: Apple Pay, card, cash, and hopefully, uh, if I run out, if I run out of that, the wife. But usually, I pay for her travel instead. So that's not a very viable option. Anyway, good to see the Swiss railways using their own home-grown, or rather, Swiss-grown payment method to make or to allow you to pay for your own Swiss railway travel tickets. And uh, finally, meaning that cash will be a thing of a past. Well, not really. Um, Think about it this way, there is sort of like a uh, backlash towards going completely cashless in China. For example, right now, um, there are increasing number of car parks where you can only pay using Alipay or WeChat Pay. Now, the funny thing is, because Twint is supposed to be compatible with Alipay or, or WeChat Pay, unless I'm totally mistaken, that's the other thing. Could I try twint payment in China? I think the answer is more likely to be no than yes. But it's also a question of what if? What if? <laughs> Rice. Noodles. Peking duck. Kung Pao chicken. Um, what else? Um, oh, good heavens. I wish my wife was next to me uh, doing the uh, radio show right now. She's probably in the kitchen preparing uh, dinner already. That's because in China, it really is a nation of great food. Everywhere. Even in the smallest stations, especially the canteens there for rail crew only, which I've been lucky to be allowed access to, you know, on some occasions. I have to say that the staff canteens, and especially the smaller stations, often cook the best food. Well, lucky rail people. Although on trains though, things are slightly less than that. There's not just one or two expats around this planet that have complained that, you know, that the offerings at railway stations well with sole exception of maybe Shanghai Hongqiao are less than good in some cases rather abysmal especially if you've come from Taiwan or from Japan where there's been a a culture of bento or uh, food to go on trains the ones here in Beijing in Guangzhou in well in other places like say Xi'an, Lanzhou they might be here to well, rather disappoint you That's because food on the railway trains is still a major problem. Now, getting food used to be a big problem as well. These days, though, they have changed the game. They've upped the ante. They've actually made it much easier. They've um, introduced two new things. First of all, you can now order online, ideally with a uh, ticket order as well, your food to be served at a railway station. So let's say you're going from Beijing to Shanghai on the ten o'clock surface, and the train stops on roads at Nanjing, you get to Nanjing by about one p m you're feeling peckish, so you can <coughs> sorry, so you can actually make the um make an order online using the official China railway one two, three or six app, and you can say, "Well, let me order anything that they have, which is well anything that locals like because they don't really have you know uh stuff well." McDonald's, anyone? Or, I was having a chat a few days back with a fellow expat. Yeah, you know, Subway. Well, okay, the trains are cool. The sandwiches, that's a completely different thing. Tuna sandwich at Nanjing South. Maybe, maybe not, even though they bring it on board the train. Now, the second thing they have also added is, of course, QR codes. uh, Especially on the newer trains, you can actually scan a uh, QR code which is stuck on your seat and you can actually order, and the idea would be within half an hour a member of train crew will actually bring your order from the dining car straight, pretty much, to your seat. You do have to allow half an hour, it is a huge train. Some of the uh, longest trains in China can have patrons up to 1,200 in terms of total number of passengers seated. It's going to take some time, there's only one dining car on a couple of trains too, lucky people. So, um, allow some time, but at the end you will be fed. You will, you will be fed, ideally, the food you've chosen, the food that you like, which hopefully will be palatable to you. Hmm. There are some cases where I've encountered food that really did a hashtag I roll, big time, my end. Like, for example, like when I took a sleeper to Hong Kong, I was offered, basically, like some some weird thing, like say chicken legs, I saw locals just simply picking it up and sucking it in, you know, suck it, sucking it in with, with gusto, you know, I would prefer something slightly more different, and that brings me to this next bit here, this final ultimate question of can you have instant noodles on high speed rail, Um, if you thought The Brexit votes were a headache. Well, we have the exact same situation with regards to the age-long question. Are you allowed to do instant noodles on high speed? Half of the patronage would like to see you pretty much enjoy your instant noodles because it is your right. And then the others would probably tweet this on Chinese Twitter with George Carlin or Malcolm Tucker language. That's because they despise it. They don't despise you. They despise you giving off a massive smell of uh, whatever happened to be in your noodle belt. That's because on high-speed rail, everything is like, um, on classic rail, you can open the windows. On high-speed, you can't. That being the simple reason. In the event that someone stank up a train on classic, there is, especially on all the trains, the option to open up windows and let the thing just simply go. Let the odour, let the scent go. You can't do this in high speed. As a result, if you're in second class, if five members of a public had an instant noodle-a-thon, car five or car four or whatever car that happened to be second class would be instant noodles class. You could, spell, you could smell little else than instant noodles. The railways have totally banned smoking on high speed. You smoke now, that's a fine of 2000 RMB maximum and six months on the railway blacklist or travel blacklist. You don't exactly get the same spot in hell if you uh, do instant noodles, but the railways have made a policy. They will not sell instant noodles on board high speed trains, but they will not give you hell for bringing instant noodles on high speed. How does it work in the proxies in real life? Well, I had instant noodles cheekily on the intercity sprinter from Nanjing to uh, Zhenjiang um, about last winter in uh, last January. I had that, just finished pretty quick, like about 20 minutes. Actually, nothing really happened. The patronage weren't really too disappointed. I didn't make a massive noise when I was having instant noodles, consuming it. it depends. There will be some passengers who are going to be expletive, deleted and take it out on you. Um, but then again, usually you don't really have such a big problem. Slightly different if you decide to go for seconds. But then again, that's for another day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the CRH train. The next stop is Changzhou Station. Please tidy up your belongings in advance if it's your destination. And that's a, that's another edition of the Trains plus cast coming to an end. It is the start of April and uh, China, especially the mainland getting three days off from the 5th through to the 7th of April 2019. Free access to motorways, especially for uh, regular passenger cars, which will mean congestion at major toll gates. Hopefully you were smart and avoided the queues by, well obviously, the most obvious being said, taking a train i'll see you at the next station at the with the next episode and in the meantime take care and wherever you go go inspired go by train see you next show and thank you for tuning in